All right, we are live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of the Hint of Lime podcast. My name is Zach. My name is Tyson. All right, so this podcast will have no particular theme or specific topics that we're going to consistently cover. It's just going to be kind of us shooting the shit and uh, discussing relevant topics that are currently going on or if we have strong views on something or anything like that. Yeah, basically what we're going to be doing is just kind of voicing our opinions and uh, obviously we like to be in the middle and we're both... uh, pretty stubborn when it comes to our opinions on things for sure so it's definitely going to be a lot of fun and we're definitely looking to hear some input from you guys for sure just uh hearing your differences of opinions and things you may have yeah so if you hear something that you strongly agree with or disagree with we'd love to hear from you in the comments on the podcast or on instagram or youtube wherever you may watch it so we love to hear from you guys and we always want to hear new topics and things to talk about yeah and if you just kind of want to pump our tires a bit and tell us we're doing a great job that's always appreciated as well uh and hell if you even want to come on here uh dm one of us uh and we'll for sure consider it um but yeah today basically what we're going to be talking about is just the new uh updates going around with social media and kind of how it's been affecting us uh for me i know personally that uh them taking away likes on instagram has definitely been kind of a change in feeling for me yeah no yeah Instagram recently took away likes and I've been personally surprised at the amount of outrage that has swept across the Instagram community just from this simple update because a lot of people are saying that uh, it's dumb, it's stupid and while those feelings might be valid, I think that people have failed to step back and analyze why they feel so negatively about this update and I think it's because they're being stripped cold turkey of the instant gratitude that is dopamine that comes from Instagram likes. Because before you could go back to your picture, refresh, see how many new people have liked your post, and that's instant dopamine. And people just love to come back to it. And when you're stripped cold turkey of such a good feeling, you're gonna be mad about it. And I think that's generally what's going on here. Yeah, like I I definitely know, like I wasn't too happy right away when they took away the likes, but again, it was that feeling of kinda, you want that kind of social acceptance, I think. Yeah, like each like is literally just like a little piece of social acceptance. Yeah, you feel uh, the pretty girl in your class goes and likes your picture <laughs> and you get a little bit of an ego boost. Uh, and them taking away kind of takes it away because you yeah. want other people to see how kind of well you're doing on a social standpoint uh, yeah. as far as where you fit in with others. Yeah, and the likes are still visible to the user. So what they're really mad about is the fact that other people can't see how many likes they have, which is even more outrageous. And I can't believe people have failed to recognize that. And uh, yeah, so that, I think that's just an issue that really is actually healthy for the community as a whole. And uh, I don't think people should be mad about something like that. Yeah, and like there's people who try making a business on social media for sure as well. And like the thing that I see is like you personally, like you built up a personal brand for yourself on fitness and everything that where like sponsorships are like your main source of income. So when you're really wanting to rely on like those likes and follows and you want like the companies that you want to sponsor you to be able to see that uh it definitely influences how you kind of portray yourself on social media kind of allows you to be a bit more genuine i think yeah no exactly and uh the dopamine that you get from likes and just social media as a whole is extremely detrimental to just being a productive and functioning human being i think because social media it's just an endless cycle of going back and checking for that social approval you know like 
checking your likes on Instagram, going to check if you have new followers, and all those notifications that you receive every time you get a new follower or like, it's a dopamine, and behind that dopamine is a little bit of social approval. Um, same thing with Snapchat, which I believe is the most fucked dopamine cycle of them all, because you're sending out several pictures at a time over the, over the course of like 30 seconds, and then you send out 10 pictures, you get 10 pictures back, it's dopamine, 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 etc. right? So I think that uh, for me, that one's been the most um, time consuming and the most prevalent dopamine addiction. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, yeah, like you, you have a healthy amount of followers, I'd say. So like you're, you're north of 5K, right? Yeah. Yeah, north of 5K and like the uh, amount of engagement you probably get when you're hitting those kind of numbers is definitely like a, kind of skews your perspective on social media because I find that you have to hit a point where you literally have too many followers where you don't care about 98% of them. You literally are maybe yeah. looking for maybe 30 of those people to engage with your content at that point. Well, yeah, a lot of the influencers with larger followings were mad about the no likes update as well. And they're saying that the likes are the only difference between like a regular person and an influencer. But if that's the only difference, then why do you have that many followers in the first place? Like your influence is the only difference between you and a regular person. The likes are just a byproduct of it. And in the end, completely irrelevant to your status on social media. And again, when that, when the likes, the visible likes to other people got chopped away from them, they're mad because again, getting stripped cold turkey of a very addictive dopamine rush and angers people. Let's, uh, let's talk about those uh, influencers just for a second. Like sure. I found for sure, like uh, when you look on like Instagram and stuff and you'll see on your explore page, like a bunch of different uh, influencers, it's uh, definitely <laughs> motivating if you look at it in a sense of like, I want to be this person, Yeah. but it can also be very detrimental, detrimental when you uh, want to compare yourself to them. So oh, yeah. there's guys like Jay Alvarez and uh, guys with millions and millions who are just kind of lifestyle YouTubers and uh, Instagram models and things like that. And a yeah. lot of people like to idolize them and they're like, oh, I want the girls, the fame, the planes, the yeah. trips to the luxurious islands and stuff. But at the same time, like you don't see behind the pictures, like they're renting the plane to get the picture for this. <laughs> like, so it's, it's annoying hearing people nonstop kind of focus on it. I think that taking away the likes for sure is definitely yeah. going to help kind of put things in perspective when they don't need to front as much. They can come off a lot more genuine, I think. Yeah. And whether they're faking their lifestyles or not, people still tend to compare themselves to them, even if they're not having like a jet or like a huge house or whatever, they're still comparing their life to someone else's life. And um, in the fitness industry, especially, it's comparing your body to someone else's body. And you're at com two completely different stages in your journey. And that feeling of not having what someone else has completely wipes away what you have going for you, which is in fact what you should be focusing on. So like touching on the comparing body to the other body, we, we work out quite often together. And uh, yeah, I, I can say personally from experience that I've been subject to your, uh, oh, this, this has nice lighting. Let's get some pictures here. And uh, yeah, like it, uh, it makes a difference because anything you can get kind of get that advantage on someone else uh, to get yeah. more engagement on that picture by looking leaner or living a nicer lifestyle or at least yeah. portraying it uh it's definitely uh, interesting to see and like me firsthand kind of seeing like what you're trying to do with your personal brand with fitness and everything yeah and then like me personally trying to see like what direction i'd want to go and not necessarily yeah. so much the uh 
like Jay Alvarez or even like the Steve Cook route where it's like your sole kind of personal branding. But the effort and requirement that comes behind it to be able to demonstrate that kind of lifestyle that people are wanting to engage with and influence uh, themselves with. Yeah. And that's a, like, there's a huge flawed mindset out there where if someone has something, it's taking away from what you could have. Like it's called the scarcity mindset and it's where you pretty much view someone else, someone else's success as taking away from your success. Just because you're that insecure about where you're at in life, which may not be as far as that person has monetarily, etc. When in fact, you just have to focus on what you have going for yourself and kind of your own road because there's, there's enough pie for everybody. All right. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. And, and like, I don't know about you, but like for me personally, this was like a hell of a week, like mentally, physically, emotionally, like just, just all together, just kind of wore me down to the point where I was sitting there just kind of like in a moment reflecting and thinking back on, uh, what I could do different or why I'm in this position. And uh, I find that a lot of that can be actually traded back to like just not taking a moment to have that kind of form of gratitude for like the yeah. things that I do. And that scarcity mindset you said, like it's, it's so true that like you see other people succeeding and you wonder why you're not them when mm-hmm. really like if you have your own shit to work through, like you need to kind of reflect on yourself and see where you are in your life, not so much where they are in their step. Like you can be just as successful or you don't have to make a million dollars. You could just focus on trying to be happier, helping people or things like that. Like when you compare all the time, it seems like it can be kind of dangerous for them, like mental health and everything. Yeah. Comparing yourself to someone who is like further along than you is almost detrimental to getting there. Like being grateful for what you already have is the fastest way to get there because once you're grateful for our, for what you already have, you can focus on just adding to your life instead of focusing on what's missing. And uh, there's a huge kind of stigma around social media and just comparing yourself and like she did this, she has this, he did that, blah blah blah. Um, when and that's why I think social media is in that regard is unhealthy. And that's why I think that uh, the likes being taken away is healthy for the the community as a whole. <laughs> you want to know it's funny. I, uh... I got a follow request when I was at the gym and uh, it was a kid I used to go to school with. I knew him. We weren't ever really close, Mm -hmm. but still knew him. He was a decent guy. I was like, okay, like I'll let him follow me. He can kind of like whatever. I'll check out his profile, see what he's been up to, see how his life is. But I honest to God forgot to like click that follow back button because I just, I was in the gym, I was working out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got a DM from him later and he's like, oh, so that's how it's going to be. <laughs> and I I was kind of like, you get that kind of like yeah. emotional kind of shock where you're like, what, what did I do? Yeah. Where did I go wrong? And uh, I was like, wait, if this guy actually spent the time in his day to allow me to influence it because I, I genuinely forgot if you're listening right now, I genuinely forgot. Uh, but if you let that influence, you've already lost, like you, you can't let that lack of acknowledgement for you because you you didn't do shit for me you yeah. you clicked follow that yeah. doesn't that doesn't pay my bills that yeah. doesn't do anything for me so for you to get so worked up over that lack of acknowledgement or yeah. self-appreciation back yeah. it's uh it, it's skewed in a sense and like i i don't put a lot of weight into social media and like i'm trying to like change my mindset a lot but like it's uh it's a difficult topic when you think about it, when you're getting people kind of randomly coming at you from different directions for sure. Yeah. It blows my mind that people actually care about who likes their picture or who's following or who's, who unfollowed them or 
not posting because of this person or blocking this person. So she, because of drama or something like that, it's people live around social media. Like it governs their actions to an extent at which they're actually prohibiting, prohibiting themselves from doing stuff that they enjoy and putting themselves out there. And so, so if I had to give you one word to describe why people uh, are afraid to do things, what would you say? Judgment. Other people's judgment. Like if I like it actually boggles my mind how many people have just conversed with me about not doing something because of their friends or family or even followers opinions. Like if you prohibit yourself from putting yourself out there right now, because of the judgment of your friends, guaranteed you're not going to be friends with half the people you're friends with now in like five years or whatever. And then you'll be thinking, Facts. <laughs> then you'll be thinking to yourself, wait, I actually let those people prohibit me from following my passion, taking a risk, putting myself out there. And then you'll be living in regret and it might be too late to kind of accept those risks, risks that you could have right now. I, I don't think a lot of people realize it because it, it's tough like to uh, sit there and kind of reflect on yourself and ask yourself like am I being a shitty friend like am I holding someone back from anything and like yeah. to be able to recognize and remove yourself from a situation like that like it's nothing personal or anything against the person but I find that if you have that kind of mental self-worth that you recognize yeah. and you know what you want to accomplish in your life to get over that little hurdle of like my buddies are gonna make fun of me or yeah. Or what if that girl thinks I'm stupid or like just little things like you could walk into a bookstore, see a really cute girl, go up and say hi to her. And she'd be like, oh, I have a boyfriend. It's Mm -hmm. embarrassing for like the rest of your life. But (laughs) but you move on with it. You go and eventually it's going to be the right person and it's going to work out. You just have to kind of have to have that mindset of shoot your shot. Doesn't work. Move on. Life is way too short to not like ask that girl out and like not take that risk. Right. Because. Like it may be like a little bit of short-term embarrassment getting rejected and, but in the end it could have been like a really fruitful relationship. Right. So you just kind of have to wear it and like what if it did work out is what you kind of have to think about. And, uh, it's, you can take that kind of mindset and apply it to anything really like trying out for a sports team, uh, Mm -hmm. getting cut from the sports team. Mm -hmm. Like you just can't let a no remain a no forever you can't just say oh well i i got cut from the hockey team i i quit like you maybe you aren't passionate about it and you like direct that passion towards something else yeah but you don't just feel victim to everything and the life isn't out to get you (laughs) and uh especially with social media like they took away likes i don't get recognized for my 200 likes like no one gives a (laughs) fuck at the end of the day about your 200 likes like i don't sit there scrolling through looking at the people i follow and then two days later go back to see how well that picture did yeah i don't say oh that was a cool picture i'm gonna check back next week and make sure it got at least 400 likes or else (laughs) then then that person's nothing yeah like it it doesn't do anything well there's a direct tie between the likes and your self-esteem for the large for a large part of people because uh, i know people that have deleted pictures in fact many people that have deleted pictures just because it didn't get enough likes and that's direct social approval not being enough to keep that picture up. And I think that people literally just upload pictures for that social approval. Because if you upload the same like random picture just in a different lighting or it's like a random selfie, like with like no update or whatever, like Instagram's largely for connectivity. And 
if you're just uploading uh, a picture for no particular reason and you have no reason to upload it, like you're not telling yourself like, ooh, I want to let people in on this or, you know, I want to give an update on what I'm doing or like a good time with my friends, you're just uploading a picture for the hell of it. It's likely just for that dopamine that comes from the likes. Like, as I said, it's an addiction and feeding into that addiction is just posting a picture, you get the likes in, it's, it's a good feeling for you and people just often don't even realize why they're on social media. Like that little red uh, circle with the number, with the white number in it, that is, has, holds humongous power. Like if, if you click on it, instant dopamine, like direct messages, the red circle, instant dopamine, your Snapchat app thumbnail, when there's the red little circle on it, you, you're driven to it. Like you can't withhold yourself from doing it. And that's the addiction that I'm talking about. So what would you say is more addicting for you? Snapchat or shirtless gym selfies? Uh, Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a hell of a thing, honestly. Like it, uh, it impacts people every day and people allow themselves to kind of fall victim to it. Like I find that the most happiest yeah. people are usually the people who actually never even got involved with it. Yeah, like I, I want to challenge everybody out there to delete Snapchat. And the reason I say this is because you are sending 10, 20, 30 pictures of half your face to the same person every day. Uh, half's bold, maybe an eighth. Half's bold, eighth, eighth of your face maybe, maybe just like the top corner of your face. You're sending it, you're receiving the same type of thing 30, 40, 50 times a day to the same person times like three, four, five different people. For what reason? Like there's a lack of conversations that happen on Snapchat. Like if you're having a stimulating conversation with somebody, it's going to be over text or in person. So if, if you're, if you respond to this challenge by saying, no, why would I delete Snapchat? That's stupid. I, I would respond in saying, well, why wouldn't you delete Snapchat? Like what purpose is it serving you besides the dopamine? Like that's the rest, the underlying factor of this whole thing is that yes, social media is useful, but it's extremely unhealthy and is just fueling people's addictions and just wasting their time colossally. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a passionate topic that we both can talk about a lot and uh, in great depth, obviously. And uh, I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on it for sure, because uh, I know that everyone kind of has a different walk of life or a different experience with it. And yeah. whether that's like personally, if you can admit, like if you've bullied someone over social media or you've been a victim of bullying or like there's a lot of influence that goes behind a screen that people allow to dictate a lot of their lives where like, I think it was Tyler, the creator made like that tweet, like it was kind of yeah. iconic, like just close the screen, like <laughs> walk away from the laptop or something. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's harsh, but it's yeah. actually true. Like you, you don't have to let these things kind of influence everything you do all the time. Yeah. Like I've literally deleted Snapchat and I redownloaded it. Like I, I couldn't like keep it away. You know, it's just, it's that much of an addiction and I'm fairly proud of myself for at least being aware of the dopamine addiction that is social media. But for those of you who might not be aware of it, it's, it's very detrimental to your the success you attain in life. Because if you're wasting an hour or two hours a day on social media, that's only a month out of your year that you could be devoting towards something more productive, like your passion or like working on your career or anything like that. Right. So, um, it's definitely something to be aware of and checking your like social media usage, um, is a good way to become aware of it. Like Instagram tells you how long you spend on Instagram each day. Um, and I think, iPhones in general also send you like reports weekly of your average screen time 
which can be a huge wake up call. I think mine is like five or six hours or something like that. And I can't say that 90% of that is a, is productive at all. Like it's just scrolling through Instagram, social media, doing absolutely I, nothing. I actually just uh, checked it. And yeah, if you spent two hours a day every day on social media for a year, which isn't a lot if you really think about it, how often you're on Instagram, Snapchat, things like that. Because I know I've gone on YouTube or things like that where I've just been watching videos for hours on end or I've been on like Instagram just like scrolling through like five, six, seven, eight, like however many times in a day. Yeah. Two hours isn't really a lot. And uh, two hours every day actually adds up to 30 days in entirety in a year. Yeah, it's uh, a month out of your year. Yeah, literally. A, literally a 12th of your year is spent just on your phone looking, comparing yourself to others, caring yeah. what other people <clears throat> think. Like that's a lot of time to just spend, uh, be spent under the microscope where there's not really a microscope even there. Yeah, and that's just Instagram. Like your screen time weekly is, is a huge part of it too because unless you're – texting like something like having a conversation with somebody or like taking calls or like doing emails for work or whatever whatever you're doing on your phone it's probably 10% of what you actually spend on your phone like you, you people waste so much time on their phone and it takes a large chunk out of your week out of your month out of your year and it's just such a detrimental factor to success like i would love to delete instagram and everything like that but i'm trying to use it for a more um, connective purpose, I guess you could say just with my fitness account. But I, I've thought to myself, like, man, my life would be so much more productive if I wasn't constantly held captive to this addiction, just checking Instagram, checking Snapchat. Like it's, it's a, it's a cycle. You know what it's I hard act- to break. You know what I actually tried? Uh, I started turning one of my friends, uh, told me about it. And like, again, I took it with a grain of salt when he said it, because I always would call him and he'd never answer, go straight to voicemail. And I'd be like, why the fuck is he not answering his phone? And uh, he'd always be like, Oh, sorry, my phone's on. Do not disturb. And I said, well, why? Like, and he said, cause literally every time I feel I vibrate, I have to check my phone. So he has on do not disturb. Of course we work together. So it's a huge piss off when I'm trying to call him to get something done, but it doesn't go through. But he's doing something. He's, he's working. And then when he can genuinely, take the time to answer a call or call me back, uh, yeah. he's accessible. So he's focused on the task at hand. And I started doing that. I've been doing it for the past week now. And yeah. I found that for my, like just mental health and like being able to distance myself from my phone, from always being accessible from everyone. Yeah. Uh, by limiting it to only focusing on the people I have in front of me or that I'm present in the moment with, yeah. it's actually been huge. Like I found that like just by leaving it on do not disturb, I get a text message. I'm not replying two seconds in. Yeah. I'm replying 12 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, half an hour. Like yeah. it's slowly just increasing the amount of time that I'm away from my phone. Yeah. And I find that that's like huge. And if you can start implementing that towards social media as well, yeah. then I think it could have like huge benefits for people that they wouldn't even think that they were lacking at the beginning. Yeah. Like a baby step that I already took is turning off my Instagram and Snapchat notifications just so I don't get that constant pop up and check, check, check. Right. So that's helped a little bit in my like constant kind of frequent checks through social media, but it's definitely not even close to uh, like deleting the app or having the discipline to not use it unless it's for a productive purpose. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's a good baby step that you could do because I know it's when you get the notification, like you get a Snapchat or like someone followed you, you're going to click it. And it's not because 
you care about that person's attention on your profile now, it's because you just want to see it. Like it's the dopamine again, like you want to open that Snapchat, just instant dopamine. And as I said, it's a cycle that never ends. Like people day in, day out, just click, 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 nothing gets accomplished. So we talked about a lot about trying to wean away from it. Uh, but let's try and do the opposite, like the flip on people who are trying to put more content out there, yeah. being more active on the platform. Like there's people who are going posting like Gary V, for example, huge influence, huge, yeah. uh, uh, kind of tycoon when it comes to investing business, things like that. Yes. And just that kind of fuck you mindset that you need when it comes to, uh, anyone getting in your way. Yeah. Uh, the thing I like, again, like we're 21 year olds, what the fuck do we know? Mm-hmm. But from my opinion and my perspective and my life experience, what I can recommend is, uh, if you want to put content out, just stop giving a shit what people think. Like, yeah. just do it. If you, if what you want to do is put content out and put funny pictures of your dog, yeah, just fucking go for it. Yeah. Just start posting pictures, and it's a dog. It's a cute thing. Yeah. Like, people are gonna like it. Some people are gonna be like, "That dog's not the cutest thing I've ever seen," <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "You know what? I have 18 other people who say yeah. they love it." Yeah, like just. You have to go in with that mentality of just like this is what yeah. I want to do. Well, man, one example I have is like. Through my fitness account, I've conversed with a lot of other people saying that they've always wanted to like upload like fitness to Instagram as well. And when I ask what, why, why haven't you? They say, oh, I'm not like at that stage. Like I need abs first, you know, like I need to get thinner. I need to get like bigger shoulders first, like blah, 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 blah. And that, that bar you've set for yourself is always going to raise. Like there's always going to be something prohibiting you from putting yourself out there if that's the type of mindset you're in. You you need new metrics to value yourself with because like if you have shitty values yeah. and how you hold yourself, you're just going to be insecure in every situation that you're going to come in uh, yeah. through your life. So like how, like how are you supposed to just pick those values? Uh, like what would you recommend? Like I definitely have my perspective on how I pick my values. I, I think that uh, in terms of valuing yourself, it should all be intrinsic like a huge thing especially in the fitness industry but in general is is measuring who you are today versus who you are yesterday not who you are versus the person that you checked instagram on this morning right so a lot of people see people on instagram say i should be this i should be doing that i should be in that spot when in fact they've haven't stepped one foot forward into getting where they actually want to be and it's a lack of a growth mindset that is holding people back because they're just constantly complaining about the spot they're in and where other people are when they haven't taken any initiative to move out of that mindset or move out of that situation that they're currently in in life. Yeah. Like I, I'd agree completely. Like, uh, for me personally, like my values, like when I first started and I tried really hard to just kind of change my perspective on things and create an environment for myself that I could like enjoy more and like kind of de-stress because I used to be like, I still am, uh, in certain aspects, just a huge control freak. Like whenever the sense of control was taken away from me where I had to allow others to do something that would directly affect me, I would stress and I'd try to micromanage and like, I'm slowly progressively trying to pull away from that and, uh, learning that, I have to be able to trust people more than just myself. That doesn't mean that I don't trust myself with the task completely. I just have to be able to recognize that I'm not the best at everything I do. I have to be able to outsource and recognize. And that comes with kind of a backhanded uh, approach at the same way, because I can't immediately discredit someone who can get that task done as well. So I have to not judge people mm-hmm. and rely on myself, but also be able to rely that everyone's good at something. Yeah. So 
I may not send a task to one person, but that is not to say that no one can do it other yeah. than me. I have to be able to trust other people. So my values changed a lot from always putting the pressure on myself to do everything yeah. to being able to trust that I can have other people help me get what I want or yeah. get where I need to be. Yeah, man. Like, cause your environment, you're a product of your environment, right? Like who you spend your time with is who you eventually become. Like there's a saying out there, um, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that I believe that to be completely true in terms of your finances, your happiness, your gratitude, your fulfillment, right? So if you're spending time with people that are constantly complaining or constantly talking about other people, whether it be positive or negative or talking about events that happen, like if you're always talking in the past or talking about like, um, like events that have happened or just nothing substantial, you're never going to go anywhere in life. Like conversations that are just about other people, whether it's a judgment or just an observation completely bore me because it's likely just stemming from insecurity. Like if you're, if you spend your time talking about someone else, it's likely because you're unsatisfied or there's a lack of something in your life that you're missing that that person may or may not have. And you just want to talk about it to cover up your own insecurities. I think we have a lot of like, social justice warriors a lot in the world today and a lot of like screen heroes i like to call them uh just a lot of people who like to act tough behind a phone or behind a screen and that's where social media kind of like kills people and uh these people who will never speak up behind a phone or a screen love to always talk tough and say yeah. like i'm the strongest i'll kick the shit out of you things like that <laughs> where it's kind of like where they escalate to like name calling, uh, just judging you like in mm -hmm. an open manner. And, uh, I find that a lot of people who do that are usually the most insecure. Yeah. And it's, it's like a pity party. Like now changing my perspective on things, when you're looking at people and they're doing this stuff, like it just screams, like my mom didn't hug me enough when I was a kid. Like it just, it, <laughs> it goes directly back to, uh, Oh, you're such a loser. Like, Oh, and you sit there and you're kind of like, why do you need to try and hype yourself up by putting yeah. this person down? Like, and especially when you're an adult, like if you're like a middle school kid, that's like, that's your coping mechanism for yeah. insecurity. When you're an adult, there's so many adults running around, like, like we're 21, but I think we think a lot differently than how like 99% of like 21 year olds think right now, because everyone's concerned with like going to the bar, blowing their whole paycheck every weekend. And trying to impress their friends by how much they can drink and things like that. And then there's drama and unnecessary shit where it's just like cut ties. If it's not working, mm -hmm. move on and find new friends because you have another 60 years of your life that you can go and find new friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's actually insane that people spend time with people that they have explicitly admitted to themselves or to other people that they aren't friends with. Like, if someone isn't inspiring you and kind of like motivating you, kind of making you feel good about yourself, they're not a good friend. Like if they're like, oh, you don't, you don't need to lose weight. You know, you're, you're fine, you know, and they're just a yes man or a yes woman. That's not a healthy friendship. You know, if, if you feel, if someone's just venting to you and you're just like, yep, yep, you're right. You know, that's tough. You know, you're right. That person sucks. That's, that's not a good friend. Like, I think, I think there's a difference too that like we've touched on a bit is like, there's a huge difference between criticism and judgment mm -hmm. and criticism is to help you be better. So if 
you go and you really want to do this fitness thing, get sponsors and things, and I go and I see you eating a, like a fat fucking cake, and I say, mm-hmm. probably not the best idea, huh? Yeah. And you say, oh, you're judging me. You're calling me fat. No, I know where you want to be, and I'm trying to help you get there. Yeah. Whereas if I go and I go behind your back and I go to my other friends and say, oh, Zach ate this cake. He's never going to get where he wants to be. Yeah. You're not helping. You're doing nothing. You're you're shitting on someone else's hopes and dreams and this person that you're supposedly supposed to be a friend for you're not stepping up to the plate you're just you like the benefits of being their friend more than actually the act of being their friend because it may piss you off you may get mad at me for saying like i wanted that cake why why are you being a dick about this yeah but five ten twenty years down the road probably not thinking of that one scenario but if someone's consistently acting that way you're gonna say he wanted the best interest for me yeah exactly like if like if you're a true friend with someone, you're not going to be like, oh, that person's shitty. You know what? They wronged you. You know, you're going to say, you know what? This is what you could have done better in this situation, because in that moment, it's not healthy or helpful to just give them a yes man or a yes woman and say, you know what? You're completely right. You you didn't do anything wrong. You know, you, you're a victim, you know, when in fact you have to say, you know what? No, this is what you could have done. This is what you didn't do that you should have done you know it's uh there's a very fine line and you and you know you have a healthy friendship when you can just call your friend on their bullshit for the best you know like it's it's very it might be tough to do to tell them the hard truth but that that is the foundation of lasting friendships and in terms of like criticism versus judgment if you're taking criticism from somebody and you don't believe 100% that they have your best intentions in mind you're not going to take that criticism objectively you're going to take it as an insult and perhaps fight back and it'll just turn into an argument. It'll just be blowing smoke. But like, for example, my brother and I, we have an extremely honest relationship. Like sometimes he literally comes into my room and says, you know what? You suck at this. Like this is your biggest weakness I think right now. And I'll sit back, kick my legs up and hear him out because I know that he has my best intentions in mind and that he only wants to help me. Yeah. Like there's a, there's definitely like uh, my sister's six years younger, so I can't really walk into her room and say, like, <laughs> you, you suck at this shit because yeah. she's not going to have that mindset yet. Uh, but for me, I found the biggest thing is like being at the age we are, if we don't kind of hit head on uh, the issues or the insecurities that we have now, that's what creates broken adults. Yeah. Like you're going to just emit these insecurities onto your kids. You're going to go into every relationship you go, like every relationship you start off with, it's going to start off with insecurity. If you're always kind of protecting yourself and not letting yourself be truly vulnerable. So for me, my like big kind of revelation this past month was, uh, I had like a friendship that broke off like maybe five years ago. And like, I, I despised this person just for how I was treated in the scenario. And like, I, did, I wasn't mature enough to take responsibility for what happened or how I could have been better. So I always, with my friends, I'd be like, they fucked me over. They did this. They did this wrong. And then it wasn't until this month where I really sat down and I thought about it. I said, like, why did this actually end? Yeah. And to be able to sit there and say, like, yes, a lot of the like wrongs that were occurring in this relationship, which was toxic at the time, wasn't my fault. But I could have responded in a different manner than I did. Yeah. And to make that revelation for myself, it was a big step towards just kind of getting that closure and forgiving and forgiving myself and uh, her Yeah. and to be able to reach out to her and actually say like, Hey, want to go grab some coffee? Just talk Mm -hmm. because like, there's no, 
hatred there because there doesn't need to be. People don't yeah. need to hold these grudges. And I don't want to be 60 years old sitting there saying like, I wonder what she's up to right now because yeah. you know what? I truly do just want the best for everyone. Yeah. Even if you wrong me, I'm never going to wish ill harm on you. Yeah. But I need closure for my own mental health on like what I need to work through. Yeah. Because people who carry those insecurities and grudges throughout their entire lives, it becomes extremely prevalent in their everyday interactions. Like if you're, if you're having a conversation with somebody and they start talking shit about somebody or they start judging you or someone else or like just start being negative towards something, it says so much more about that person than it does what whoever they're talking about. Like if someone starts talking shit about someone to you or to me, for example, all I'm thinking is, wow, you were incredibly insecure. You know, I hope you find, I hope you source those insecurities because for the rest of your life, you're going to be feeling the need to voice judgments and negative comments towards other people in order to mask up your own insecurities. And it's extremely obvious. It's, it's a pity party. Like, uh, people love to sulk and be a victim to their environment everywhere they go. And when, especially when you find a friend group where they all kind of have those same insecurities and they all kind of combine together to create this kind of victimhood of the world's trying to fuck us over or, Oh, we don't need this person because they all, he has better friends or something. It's hard not to sink down to their level, right? Yeah. You, you have to literally just see it for what it is and recognize that no matter what you do, it's going to frustrate them because you aren't on that same mental acceptance of your own insecurity. So to be able to remove yourself from a scenario is going to piss off that friend group. Like they're, they're not going to understand why you're doing it initially, but you just hope that they find out and finally come to that recognition of what caused their insecurity to create that situation. Yeah. And honestly, you don't even have to worry about whether they figure it out or not because it's not your problem anymore. You know, you know, you did it for the best and you're be- much better off for it. And you can just cut your losses, whether they're pissed at you or not, you know, you made the right life decision and you can move on whether they do or not. Yeah. Like it, uh, it's a, uh, it's tough. It's, it's not easy. Like you can sit there and these could be your best friends. You could be best friends with these people for years. Like, yeah. like this, this isn't just for like people our age. This is, this is like adults as well. Oh, this yeah. is people who are 40, 50 years old. Like you could be going and still have a functional relationship with people. But if you have that insecurity where you're still either comparing, judging, yeah. uh, they have a hotter wife, <laughs> like they have a better job. They have the nicer car. They have, yeah. Like there's so many things that you don't realize that you're insecure to that. I find yeah. that like it, it kind of eats you up inside and you don't even like you yeah. consciously can't pinpoint what it is. Like it's, yeah. it's not the car that's pissing you off. It's the fact that you didn't try and start a business that would have paid to get that car. <laughs> yeah, for real. A very easy self-awareness test is when someone is voicing an accomplishment of any kind and then you not feeling good about it. Because if you feel bad about someone else's accomplishment, it's all your insecurity. You're not, you're not saying that job is shit or that car's not even that nice or you, shouldn't have, you don't deserve that promotion because they don't. You're saying it because maybe you feel you deserve the promotion or you should be in that position in life or you didn't take that risk. And it's all intrinsic. And it's a very easy thing to be aware of. And it all comes back to that abundance mindset where someone else's success doesn't take away from yours and you just need to focus on yourself or else your insecurities are going to be governing every interaction you have for there on out. Like this is a conversation I had with someone where I had to catch myself uh, doing that. And yeah. 
it was like this party that was going on and I knew uh, the girl from high school and like I still had like a talking relationship and she was just having some people over for drinks and stuff like nothing nothing crazy yeah. uh, but I didn't get an invite and I kind of sat there like what the fuck like mm-hmm. I'm Tyson why didn't I get an invite <laughs> I'm Tyson yeah so like you why the fuck you're talking yeah <laughs> I didn't get the invite so I was like well what the fuck caused this yeah so I went I was talking to my friend who did get invited and I was like hey like did I piss her off is there some reason and mm-hmm. she said like no you wouldn't have come and I was like what do you mean you wouldn't have come and she's like every time in the past like four years that she's invited you you've always had something going on or you said oh I can't make it or no so I literally was I had to think and catch myself and go like yeah that's true. Like I actually probably wouldn't have gone, even if I got the invite, I probably yeah. still would have said like, Oh, I have other yeah. things I need to do. Sorry. Yeah. So it was just me wanting that social acceptance of saying I got invited. And for me to catch myself and respond accordingly, like yeah. I just, I went, I texted her. I was like, Hey, like I, I wouldn't have been able to make it. Like I understand, like I still yeah. hope like we can hang out or like yeah. whatever. And she was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, I exactly why yeah. I got the explanation. Like I didn't think you'd show up. And yeah. I, so yeah, like that, it's tough to look intrinsically and just mm-hmm. say like, I didn't want to get invited. Yeah. I didn't want the burden of saying, no, sorry, I can't make it. I just wanted people to know that I got the invite. Yeah, so that social approval. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a hell of a thing to look back and actually kind of source why you're upset about certain things and to be yeah. socially and mentally aware of what your kind of downfalls or insecurities are. Yeah. Like it's an extremely valuable skill to, while an interaction is happening, source your emotions back to what's actually going on, which is likely an insecurity, you know, cause if you're talking shit about somebody or you feel, you don't feel happy for someone who is doing well in life or whatever the case may be, it's all your own insecurity and being aware of that insecurity is hugely significant factor in being able to take actions towards fixing that insecurity because if you're not aware of it it's just going to be there for the rest of your life and it's going to haunt every interaction and the thing is it's extremely prevalent and obvious in your interactions like people can see right through your mask and when you're talking shit about somebody it just looks bad on you yeah like when i talk shit about zach everyone knows it's because they picked him in tough track over me in grade four like i can source it back to that because pudgy little grade four tyson was like I should be on that 100 meters track yeah, team. I had at least 15 meters on Tyson in the 100 meter track. Like 15 meters is bold. I would have said 12 and a half. <laughs> but I mean, it's like if it doesn't have to be a direct instance. Like you don't grow up and you don't sit there like like if you don't get, you get cut from the track team and the kid who made it over. You don't yeah. sit there and when you're 24 years old go fuck this guy. Like you don't you don't just track it back yeah. to say yep the moment I just yeah. hated him and that's why I talk shit. Yeah. There's a continuous kind of cycle. So like if you're hating on someone, it's because they got invited to that party you didn't yeah. get invited then the next year they go they made the team you didn't make like you're con- you're comparing yourself to them but you're insecure because you're trying to see what it would like to be them yeah and it uh it, it's not healthy for you to try and compare it because what you're good at isn't going to be what someone else is good at like but yeah. you you may prioritize what that person is good at so it's going to hurt you a bit more yeah honestly overall there's just a f- far too much judgment and insecurity going on in, especially on social media, people are prohibiting themselves from going after their goals, putting themselves out there, doing what they really want to do just because of other people that don't even care about them. Like everything you want is on the other side of fear is a statement I truly believe. And the fear is from judgment. You know, you're afraid of we, your friends. We actually got someone who has that tattooed on them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a true statement. And, uh, yeah, I try to live by it as much as I can, as much as I can. And my personal brand over the next like few months, over the past last couple of weeks as well, I'm, I'm just, I honestly kind of flicked a switch where I'm like, I'm not going to filter any of my, any of my opinions anymore, any of my, any of my authenticity, you know, like I'm going to try to go be myself as much as I can. And in terms like being myself, that consists of right now is just kind of making everyone aware of the insecurity and the stigma around social media and kind of doing what you want to do. Because I think there's a huge kind of stigma around that. Yeah. Like, uh, we're definitely through as the podcast goes, we're going to try and start uploading probably on Mondays and Fridays. Uh, we'll try and pump out maybe two a week if we can, uh, obviously time permitting and both of us have quite a few commitments, but this is definitely going to be a priority because it's a lot of fun. And I definitely yeah, think that, uh, sure. us bantering back and forth on things, <laughs> uh, definitely as we go more in depth on, uh, certain topics that you guys can recommend as well. Yeah. We're going to try to find stuff that we have opposing opinions on as well. So we can get some debates. Yeah. yeah. Like Zach has cats and I fucking hate cats. So yeah. we lock them outside while we do this. Tyson has notoriously locked my cat in a closet every time. Peta, <laughs> leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, as we go along, we're going to touch on things from fitness to friends to everything that you can really think of, anything you can recommend to us. And like, we're more than happy to like hear difference of opinions and like talk our way through it. Like we want to be able to recommend like things that helped us, things that didn't help us, uh, things that we do personally in our lives that may work for you, but may also may not work for you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I really hope that you guys take along for the journey. Yeah, so if you agree with us or disagree with us, please let us know. Um, we'd love to have you on if it works out. And uh, yeah, just let us know what you think. This was the first episode of the Hint of Lime podcast. We kind of just winged it. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will see you in the next episode.